From the office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX, a podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents. We're your hosts, Maria and Kelsey. In this episode, we're talking with our co-host Maria about an audit she recently led on if the city's disaster planning and preparedness efforts positioned the city to respond effectively and equitably to Winter Storm Uri. And with us today, we also have a special guest host, Andrew Scoggin. Andrew is an auditor from our office who also worked on this audit. Andrew, we're really happy to have you. Yeah, uh, happy to be here. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in. This audit looked at the city's response to winter storm Yuri. Can you tell us a little bit about the storm and its impacts on Austin? Yeah, absolutely. So winter storm Yuri was a severe winter weather event in February 2021. And this was something that, you know, the state of Texas and the city of Austin hadn't really experienced before at this magnitude. So we had over six inches of snow in the Austin area and the city experienced seven days below freezing. Also, many Austin residents were without electricity, and we were under a boil water notice for six days. So the impacts were widespread across the city. Not having power and not having water for for so many days was really challenging for residents, and particularly challenging for vulnerable residents. So, you know, people who needed access to power to be able to run their medical equipment or people who were in hospitals, because hospitals were also dealing with these challenges of not having electricity and water. Yeah, thanks, Maria. The storm really did have such a huge impact on Austin residents. And one of the big takeaways for me from reading the report was that the city was unprepared to deal with this storm. Can you tell us more about that? You know, we have a climate emergency and the impacts of the climate crisis is that we're going to have more frequent and more intense extreme weather events. And, you know, what we saw as we were looking through the city's plans was that the city hasn't adequately prepared for this. You know, the city hasn't anticipated the risks of something like a severe winter weather storm or any really catastrophic or significant disaster. And so because of that lack of planning, that definitely impacted the city's ability to respond effectively. So the city was unprepared, but I know that the state had a role in this as well. Yeah, absolutely. The state certainly did have a role in this. Lots of players here. And the required power outages did contribute to many of the challenges the city experienced during the storm. But you know what we're focused on in this audit is what the city can do to improve its responses to disasters in the future. What can the city learn? Because that's really where we have control and where we can have impact. So Maria, uh, we found in our work that the city was aware of past lessons learned and recommendations that if they had been addressed, they may have helped improve the city's response to the storm. And we mentioned a lot of these in the report. Can you speak to some of the key improvements that you think would have helped? What we saw throughout our audit was that there were several examples of this where the city had, you know, identified lessons learned from past disasters or had identified recommendations to improve our responses to disasters that weren't implemented. So to me, some of those examples that stand out are from the Colorado River flooding event back in 2018, where the city was under a boil water notice for a few days. And after that event, there were plenty of recommendations made, including some on staffing. So one of the issues they identified was that 
the city needed to have a better plan for activating staff in a disaster to, to make sure that disasters were adequately staffed. And that's not something that was implemented. And that's a big challenge we saw in the city's response to this particular disaster. We also saw that the city had identified in several different plans that facilities needed to have backup power so they could be used in emergencies, such as for shelters for residents. And that hadn't been acted on either. Many of the city facilities still don't have backup power. And we also saw another one about private businesses needing to be educated on hazards, which was a really big challenge during the storm. We really have to rely on private businesses and the community doing their part too. And the city's role in that is educating them. So these are all examples, and there's more in the report that you can see, where the city hadn't implemented things that would have made their response a little bit better. What about the role of resilience hubs? That, that was something that the city council had, had talked about in the, the years before the storm. Is that right? Council had several resolutions in the last several years related to resiliency and improving community resiliency. So, you know, we saw an example about council directing management to implement resiliency hubs. And resilience hubs are important because these are community facilities that provide the public with resources and support during a crisis or disaster. So it's a place for residents to go and get what they need when a disaster occurs. But the city didn't implement these prior to Winter Storm Uri, even though that direction had been given. So Maria, why wasn't that implemented? Yeah, as you can imagine, it's been really challenging you know, for everyone and for the city included to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. And what we heard from staff is that all of the city's resources, particularly around emergency response and management, have been dedicated to the COVID-19 pandemic. And this also affected the city's ability to allocate funding to something new like resiliency hubs. But I also want to say it's, it's important to mention that city council did allocate $3 million for resiliency hubs moving forward. And this should allow the city to implement two pilot projects. Just looking at these past recommendations and lessons learned, do you think we would have seen the same impact from the winter storm? So the storm was unprecedented and unusually severe. But again, a lot of the issues we saw were issues that were raised in past disasters or issues that we had seen before that hadn't been addressed. There are issues that show up time and time again, like issues with not having enough staffing, issues with not being prepared to provide information in an accessible way for people who don't speak English. So because these issues are things we see time and time again, implementing them would have made it easier. Would it have made it seamless? You know, no, it wouldn't have been perfect, but it certainly would have helped relieve some of the burden that the city was facing in its response. You talk about equity throughout the report, and you discuss how the city needs to be more specific and intentional in how it will serve our most vulnerable populations in the future. One thing that really stuck out to me is how the city served residents with limited English proficiency. Can you tell us more about that? You know, this piece is particularly important because when we look at the five most commonly spoken languages in Austin, there are at least 88,000 residents in the city who speak English less than very well. So what that means is that there are a lot of residents who need access to information during a disaster or even before a disaster in languages other than English to be able to stay safe. In fact, something we saw in our audit was that information during a disaster is known as being just as critical as food and water. And what we saw was that the city didn't effectively communicate with residents with limited English proficiency. 
So the city does have a language access policy, and that language access policy outlines some requirements for the city in terms of communicating with individuals with limited English proficiency. And the city didn't comply with some of those policies. And also, the policies don't really go far enough to address languages other than Spanish. Can you give us an example about how the city didn't communicate well with people with limited English proficiency? So the city has a warning system. It's called Warn Central Texas. And that's a system where th- that they, the city can use to communicate with residents in a disaster. And the first message sent through this system in Spanish was on February 15th. So that was four days after an initial message was sent to English speakers on February 11th. It was three days after the city activated its emergency operations center. And it was a day after snow began to fall in the Austin area. It was also the same day that many Austinites started to experience power outages. So as you can imagine, this was just too late. And knowing that the city had communicated four days earlier to English residents, you know, really, I think, adds to that that understanding of we need to be doing better to reach residents in our community who have limited English proficiency. And language access is an issue we've seen in past disasters too, right? Yeah. What we saw was that after the Colorado River flooding event, a recommendation was made at that point to develop a language access plan for emergencies so that the city would be prepared to help residents who needed information in other languages before, during, and even after a disaster. So that's what we recommend in our audit is really putting that thought into developing that language access plan. Yeah, clearly this is an area where the city can can take action to improve. And you made 10 recommendations in the report, so we won't go through all of them here. But what are one or two things that the city needs to do to improve responses to disasters in the future? I think all of these recommendations are really, really important. So even though I'll mention a couple here, you know, I don't want to diminish the importance of the others. But I think some of the ones I want to call out are that we recommended that the city do the planning and training necessary to make sure that we're prepared for a significant or a catastrophic or major event in the future. So we know that with the climate crisis, again, we're, we're expecting more frequent and more intense disasters. And we've actually seen this, we've seen the evidence, right? In the last couple of years, we've had the Colorado River flooding event, we've had the pandemic, we've had the winter storm. And so doing that planning is really, really critical. And we also recommended that the city work to figure out a way to activate staff from across the city to help serve the community in a disaster. So I want to be really clear here. Staff who responded during the winter storm, Yuri, put in just an incredible amount of effort and were working so hard to do everything they could to respond to the storm. You know, what we're really saying here is that there were many other staff members. There was untapped potential in the city to help with the response. So that's what we're looking at here is how do we use more of the city's workforce to be able to respond better to disasters in the future? And then lastly, I just want to revisit that language access plan and the need to have a language access plan for future emergencies, because that's really important. And the need for the city to more intentionally and more specifically address equity so that we can better serve the people in our community who need that help the most. Thanks so much for coming on, Maria, to talk to us about such an important audit. This had such a big impact on the Austin community, and I'm looking forward to the impact that these recommendations can have in the future. Yeah, absolutely, Kelsey. Me too. Really looking forward to seeing how the city 
moves forward with its disaster planning and preparedness efforts in the future. Thanks for having me. And Maria mentioned Warren Central Texas, which is an alert system that all residents in our area can sign up for to get information and be more prepared about disasters and other public safety events. You can go to warrencentraltexas.org to sign up to get these alerts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov auditor. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor. And subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Bye-bye.